maybe we think we might have a gift. Well, the best way to, to really, you know, step out and serve in that area or, or get a part of, be a part of an experience that helps you to do that because I think when we experiment and step out like that, we will discover purpose as well. Welcome to Navigation and Discovery with Cameron Singh. On today's podcast, we have Dr. Kent Ingle and Steve Saccone on the podcast. They recently co-authored and released a book, Made for More, Being Disciples, Making Disciples. So Dr. Kent Ingle is the president of Southeastern University in Lakeland, Florida, and also Steve Saccone is a pioneer in the field of leadership development. So we are going to take a deep dive into the topic, what Made for More is all about, and take a deep dive in what this book is all about. So really hope you enjoy this podcast. And also, if you want to find out more about the book and Dr. Kent Engle and also Steve Saccone, you can go into the podcast description on whichever platform you are listening on. Well, we thank you for tuning in, and I hope you enjoy this episode with Dr. Kent Engel and Steve Saccone. All right, well, Steve and Dr. Engel, thank you so much for being on the podcast today. Oh, thank you. Great, uh, great privilege to have a conversation with you today. Yeah, yeah looking, excited about our dialogue together. Yeah, looking forward to, to the, this uh, discussion. Um, you guys came out, we co-authored a new book called Made for More being disciples making disciples um so could you guys tell us about the heart of this new book made for more and really what made you both want to come together and write this book on uh made for more sure well i can tell you that uh you know we have a uh both of us have a a great passion deep passion to help people find and and know god but also help people to really experience um authentic, genuine transformation. I mean, truth is many Christ followers, I think, settle for something far less than really what God has intended for them uh, on their on their life journey. And I think for the invitation for all of us, um, you know, is to experience authentic change, authentic growth, authentic transformation and discover, man, we are really made for more. And it's not, it's a journey. Um, and you're constantly going to be growing and, and changing and, and you want, you, you want a process, you want a framework, you want something that helps you to, uh, process. And to me, this book is, is that it's like a playbook, uh, or a roadmap for those who really long to find, you know, a lot of meaning in, in their lives. It stirs up questions like, how do I spend most of my time? What are my core values? You know, what do I want to be? And I mean, those are things that are important. So that's part of why, uh, I know we wrote it. Yeah, I know, like you said, we have longings for meaning and purpose as human beings. And so I know both Kent and I, we want to help people discover the dreams and designs that God has for their lives. And we also believe that that God has a unique purpose that can only really be lived out when we discover what it means to follow Jesus, how to apply his teachings, how do we align our lives with his mission. And it's interesting in the in the modern church, people think of uh you know, think of God as someone who wants us to believe, right? We want to believe certain things and that's important, very important. They affect how those things affect how we live and, and those sorts of things. But if you go back to the beginning when Jesus was on earth, he didn't just call people to believe. He really started with a belief in people. 
And so Ken and I both have a similar belief in that we believe in people, we believe in their potential to change, but also as Jesus did, he wants to not only change us, he wants to use us to bring change. So Ken and I's hearts kind of came together around that and, and we decided, hey, let's put this book together and give people a roadmap or a playbook, as he said, uh, to help them kind of live that out in a, in a tangible way. Mm, that's great. Um, it, so in this book, um, it, you really both talk about how um, readers need to embrace their God-given potential and really pursue that life of purpose. And we talk a lot about purpose on this podcast, purpose, passion, and calling. Um, so I'd like to hear kind of your perspective on what is purpose and how does, and this is probably a big question, how does one discover and truly live out their purpose? Yeah, well, you know, purpose is really about understanding the way God designed you. I mean, uh, we are firm believers in that you need to have a foundational understanding of who you are um, and, and the significance of your life and your, your, your purpose um, and the way God wants to specifically use your unite unique design we we call it divine design you know to further his kingdom and grow more into his likeness and for someone to find and and live out their purpose i mean they have to they have to enter into you know self-discovery self-awareness which comes in a variety of forms i mean one form that's proven to be effective is using utilizing assessment tools to kind of help you you know discover and define gifts and personality you know you have things like myers-briggs and and gallup strengths finder and i mean so many different these are tools to help increase self-awareness and again to help discover design i think another pathway in terms of of, of discovering purpose that i think this book speaks to a lot of is is understanding it's important to do things as well sometimes we discover our purpose by stepping in to different forms of service or missional activities and and you know i think a lot of times we learn as we go and 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 we learn by trial and error and i uh, error and i think that's important too that maybe we think we might have a gift well the best way to to really you know, step out and serve in that area or, or get a part of, be a part of an experience that helps you to do that. Because I think when we experiment and step out like that, we will discover purpose as well. I think also what's important as you journey on purpose is making sure that you're open to where God does want to call you and where he wants to lead you. And a lot of us pray for God to use us, you know, in significant and powerful ways, but sometimes we can uh, we can struggle in the path that he may have for us to learn and to grow and develop, um, you know, or, or we're too impatient uh, and, and we don't take the time to learn ways that help us to really fulfill the destiny that he has for our lives. Yeah, I, I remember a guy who mentored me way back uh, he was a leader and he, and he said something to the effect, Hey, if you want to learn to be a leader, you got to lead something. And I think part of discovering our purpose is stepping out and doing something where we might make a mistake. We might not fully know how to do something, or maybe we don't fully know who we are. I mean, that's kind of all of us, right. To some degree, um, but we're, we're in discovery mode. And so I tell, I coach my son's travel baseball team right now. And I tell the, I tell the kids, I said, sometimes the best way to learn is through mistakes, right? It's the pain of the mistake that you, your urgency level for wanting to know how to do something right, right? Suddenly goes way up, right? Oh, I can't throw a strike or whatever. I can't hit a baseball or curveball. It's like, all right, suddenly you start asking questions. And I think purpose in a lot of ways is like that, where it's like, yeah, like what you were saying, Ken, it's like, 
we try different things. We experiment, we step out, we try to use a gift or maybe see if we have a gift. Maybe we realize we're not a speaker or a leader or a whatever, you know, um, but it's in the process of, of making mistakes and stepping out that we discover a lot of that. Yeah, I think what happens is um, I really like the 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 title here, "Made for More," is um, you know you're encouraging readers that you are truly made for more. And I think what often hinders people going and moving towards what they're really called to in terms of their purpose is that fear of stepping out into the direction that they're called to. And I've experienced this too. And it takes a lot to take that first step. And I think. It often, uh, what I've seen my peers do is they almost limit themselves uh, based on their circumstances. Like I'll never become that pastor or I'll never become that lawyer or whatever it is because they're so afraid of of just taking that first step in and trying it out and seeing what happens or giving it a go. Yeah, and it, and it, you know it's interesting. The most uh, frequent command in in scripture is fear not. You know the the promise that follows that 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 shows us how to overcome fear is almost always why fear not because he says I am with you I'm with you how how do we overcome fear we live in that truth that God's with us and He walks with us and I've always believed when you're trying to seek out His divine you know design and and, and really discover how you're made for more you can't make wrong decisions because you're you're stepping out uh, and being courageous and and you're not afraid because God is with you and he's going to you know let's say you go a different direction maybe he thought you might not need to go and he'll he'll fix that don't worry about it but you want to step out and not be afraid uh it, it's important for us to learn uh to be comfortable with the uncomfortable in in discovering uh how we're made for more for sure yeah and i think that we all as human beings we uh, we sort of have a drift into a fearful state of mind. I mean, maybe it ebbs and flows, but we all get different fears, anxieties, call it different things. I know for me, really practically, um, th there's a there's a sense in your mind that there's these audio tracks is how I think about it, that kind of run in your mind and you fear, I don't know, you're not strong enough, big enough, capable enough or whatever. And I think part of what uh, we have to lean into is instead of allowing those thoughts to dominate our mind or even our heart, our life, uh, I think of the focus to be on gratitude. So maybe it comes out through our prayers or thinking. So we say, God, you know, I fear this, you know, you name the fear. I fear this thing I'm about to do, or I need to do because I'm not going to be good or I'm not going to do it well, or somebody's going to think something of me or whatever it is. And you begin to change your mindset. It, it's a formational process. So you know, sometimes we just want to push our fears away, shun them, pretend they're not there, rather than embrace the fear, name the fear, pray through the fear and move toward gratitude. You know, something like, thank you, God, that you've given me unique abilities. You haven't given me all the abilities, but you've given me unique strengths and abilities and you've blessed me with a distinct purpose. So I'm going to live my life uh, oriented that way. And I pray things, things like help me see opportunities to step into even when I have fear and then give me the courage to step out, to do that thing that's hard for me to do, to, to start to even think differently about it. So I think a lot of the fear, uh, overcoming of the fear is is in the mind. You know, that's where Lisa starts and then it moves into action and even prayers. Mm -hmm. And I, I think when people do step out in faith and they go for that next thing and they give it a go, and then it doesn't work out. 
and you know, there's a lot of discouragement that comes in and a, a lot of letdowns that come with it. And so how does one like even or just overcome that? You know, they 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 took that first step of faith to go in the direction that they thought they were called to and it didn't work out. Like how does one get out of out of that discouragement? Yeah, I, you know, for me and and many times in in my life I've stepped out in an area that, you know, I didn't know for sure, but I did. And then I realized, you know, that's not really my gifting and everything. I think for me it goes back to you know, I got to trust God. He's going to, he's going to open the right door. Or the and what's been fascinating to me is when I, when I did get to a point where I realized this, that uh, something opened up that allowed me to step into uh, an area that was uh, all about, you know, my, my gift and passion. And so I think it's just, you have to learn that. So it's ebb and flow and, and, and it's a lot about trust. I mean, you know, you gotta you gotta lean on God in the process, but but to me again, the most important thing is to make sure that you are building ways, systems, relationships, things like that that will help you on that journey to overcome any sense of discouragement or any sense of, you know, I'm stepping, you know, may you feel like maybe you're you're kind of retreating in the process. But that's okay. It's all a part of learning and growing and developing. The, the key thing is we're always staying in tune to wanting to serve God's purpose in everything we do. Uh, and, and so that's, for me, that's kind of how I've navigated in the sense of trust. Yeah, that's good. And I think sometimes we make the wrong conclusions after we can't remember how you said it, Cameron, but after we failed, right? We, we, we took a step maybe. I mean, I think when I was in college, uh, there was a guy who challenged me to lead a small group. And I, on the one hand, invited a bunch of, I was played baseball. So I invited a bunch of baseball players to the group. Almost all of them were not Christians. I think there's about 10 of them that came. I started leading the group and he took over about halfway through. <laughs> that means you have, you are failing. I need to step in. <laughs> right. So it's like, but if I would have concluded, I should never be a small group leader or a leader or never lead people or disciple. It's like, that's the absolute wrong conclusion. It's like, instead, it's like, oh, hey, go well, with what Ken just said, kind of a learning posture. It's like, no, this is a learning moment. That may or may not, may or may not be what I'm called to do in the future, but let's extract, let's make the right conclusions. Let's extract what happened there. Why did that not go so well? And then, and then learn from it. And I don't know, my life is kind of always a sense of learning. There's always things that don't go. I mean, every talk that I give, I walk away going, oh, I should have done these seven things differently. You know, it's like, right. it's like, you don't ever quite get everything right. That's kind of how I view it. Maybe you guys do. I don't, <laughs> but it's like, it's like, I'm always learning. And I used to like get upset with myself so much, like self-critical, right? It's like, just live in the moment you're going to mess up embrace that let go of your ego it gives you a little bit of humility along the way and then go god what do you want to do through that what do you want to teach me through that and bring other wise people into the mix and man you're on your way mm. yeah um and dr ingo you touched on something good it's uh talking about relationships and having the right relationships and i think that's really important while we're talking about discipleship being disciples making disciples is having the right relationships surrounding yourself with the right community um so what's the importance of having being surrounded by the right people and 
being in the right community so that you continue moving in the direction that you're called to, to truly live out your, your purpose. Yeah. I mean, absolutely important that you develop relationships with people who can come alongside you and encourage you and challenge you and observe things in your life that maybe you have never observed or realized. Um, and, you know, I had a mentoring pastor who taught me about self-awareness early on in my life and taught me about self-management early on and taught me how to connect with who I am and so that I can recognize, you know, the right opportunities that come along that that really kind of fit, you know, the way I, f- I feel like God created me. And he said this, he always said this, and I've, I've <laughs> every opportunity that's come before me, he said, he said, follow your passion. What is going on right now that you are extremely passionate about follow that if you understand and you're self-aware of those passions you know along with your gifts and talents start pursuing those things i mean i go back you know my first career spent 10 years in in television well it actually started when i was 18 years of age when i didn't know what i wanted to do i had just graduated from high school and and uh I didn't even know where to go for sure to college, and and but I knew I knew there were two or three passions that I loved. I loved communication; just something about that was fascinating to me, um, especially in the broadcasting field. Uh, I loved working with people. I was always involved in my church, uh, you know, even as early as high school, served on teams and and all of that. But but I remember, you know what? Instead of just sitting idle, idle, it's it's part of that. You know, as Steve mentioned, you know, just that discipline of wanting to learn and grow. Um, I thought, well, you know, I'm just going to go to the local community college and I'm just going to take something I'm passionate about. And I saw this Brad, uh, broadcast writing course and I thought, yeah, I love that. I'm passionate about that. So I'm going to take it. And and the professor happened to be the news director of the local NBC uh, station there in, in the town. And and uh, he said, Kent, I, I in the course of the uh, the class, he said, I, I see some things that, man, you, you, you seem to love and seem to be very passionate about. He said, how about serving as an intern at our station? And of course, I didn't have to think twice about that. I jumped at it and uh, stepped out in it. And he assigned me to the sports anchor. And I was there for about three to four months. And that sports anchor left and a uh, new job. And I just went into that news director again, you know, when you're young like that, you're, you know, again, I was just 18. You have a little bit more courage a lot of times. Uh, and I was walking and said, I can do this thing. I, I, I want to do this thing. And, and he, he said, okay, I'll tell you what, you can produce the show right on the set as though you're actually going to do it. And I did it. And he hired me on the spot. And little did I know that actually would be my career for the next 10 years. It, um, it was fascinating. But again, it was because I had a relation relational uh, person in my life who taught me how to pursue things, especially with passion. Um, We have to put in the effort to go after things that we sense and feel are just strong in our heart and our life. That's why self-awareness is so important in your life, that you're, you're constantly evaluating what is important in my life. What are things that I'm excited about? Because that is a signal of how God may want to unfold opportunity and do things in your life. So relationships are extremely important. You want to make sure you have someone in your life all the time, no matter what age you are and no matter what role you're in go after it i i remember when i became president of southeastern university i'd never been a president before 
Um, and it was pretty intimidating, also pretty intimidating to follow a very charismatic president uh, before me. And, you know, I'm stepping into this, you know, university that has been on a great, um, you know, trajectory. And so what I did was I went after a mentoring president, a, a relationship that I could develop. Um, it happened to be John Wallace, uh, the president of Azusa uh, Pacific at the time. And and John said, yeah, I would love to do that. And, and I would go out and visit him. And he came to our campus and and he taught me a lot of how to be a good president, um, to follow the the unique passions in my life so that I could uniquely serve as president of this university. So relationships are very significant in discovering purpose. Yeah, that makes me think of kind of a different thing, but it intersects. I mean, uh, the mentoring president did what I was about to kind of comment on, a really simple but profound thing in life when it comes to meaningful relationships. And it's, it's simply be genuinely interested in people. And it's like, okay, that sounds really simple, but how many people do you know that are genuinely interested? So I, I have a long list of people, Ken is on that list too, <laughs> who've been <laughs> genuinely interested in me, my life, my story, what's happening. You know, you ask questions, you ask a follow-up question. I've had mentors, um, several that have come alongside me and it's like, they cared about me and my life and asked me what's really going on. No, really what's going on. And they sat with me and took time, just like the mentor and president did with Kent. I have, you know, a guy named Marty who sat with me and believed me. He was a pastor that kind of put his arm around me when I was in college and had just come to faith and started offering me opportunities to preach and lead and um, just called things out of me. And I think of somebody, Cheryl, who was genuinely interested in me. She was the intern director in my master's program who sat there with me every other week and asked kind of the deeper soul. She was like a spiritual director, counselor type. And she helped me un unlayer like family history, brokenness, emotional health, all those kinds of things that help lead me toward, you know, growth and health and on and on it could go. But to be genuinely interested in somebody from a mentor to a mentee, but just in relationships in general. And often those are the people in life that they shape and form you, but they also benefit you and hopefully you benefit them. And so those things are critical to life and being human, but also critical to the faith journey and the journey of purpose that we're talking about here. Yeah, I like what you guys said. It's it's really all about people because I've I've seen relationships and encountered relationships where people are looking, oh, what can I get out of this? What can I get out of this? And it's not more adding value to those relationships and really it to have the right people around you, it's where you're adding value in both directions where you're you're receiving value, but then you're also giving value back, even if it's someone that's well ahead of you or or much older than you or much wiser than you. Um, I think that's, that's really important that you can add value both ways. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I, you know, relationships are the key in many ways to unlocking um, future uh, opportunity that helps you really to live out that design. So, you know, be intentional. I mean, again, it's almost like a discipline, be the discipline of relationships, be intentional to put the right people in your life that um, will will do that. I think you want someone who is like an overall relational mentor. But then I think also as you start stepping into some areas that you feel like that's where God wants you, go after an individual who's who's been successful in that area, one who can can really speak into your life uh, as to how to approach that 
particular gift or that particular role in a way that, you know, they, they've gone through a lot through their own experience and they have a lot to, to teach you and to shape you and, and mold you in what, what ultimately God may have for you in that role. I remember, I'll add one more thing here. I remember there's a guy who had, has had a significant impact on my life. And uh, I almost never saw him quote, meet with someone one-on-one whether it was a friend or staff or somebody who was mentoring, but his style was he would invite people to his house. If they played basketball, we'd play basketball together. Sometimes we would swim in his pool. Sometimes we would grill out. Sometimes we just do informal things. And what I noticed was his way of building meaningful relationships, or you could even say mentoring others is he, he would say it was informal, but it was intentional. And, you know, some of the, the whole conversation we're having, it's about finding your way of mentoring someone or discipling someone or investing in someone, however you want to, however you want to describe it, um, and lean into that. You know, everybody's different. Some people are more formal and structured. That's fine. Some of the people are more informal, but the idea is to what Ken is saying. It's like, it's all about intentionality. You can be intentional. I mean, I remember after a basketball game, we'd be dripping sweat and drinking Gatorade and whatever. And some really meaningful conversations, some that I still remember today, things that were said or conversations that were had or things that impacted me personally happened in that context. We didn't necessarily plan for it per se, but I think once again, it it just shows you when you're building meaningful relationships and connections, it doesn't always look uh, like you think it's going to look. It doesn't always come from the ways that you think it's going to come from. So I love all that, but intentionality is laced in all of it. Hmm. That's that's really good. Um, I have my finger on the last chapter of your book, uh, which is um, an unscripted future. And um, I was just looking at this as we were talking. Um, the chapter starts out, your future cannot be predicted or known. And I think this is something that there is so much anxiety on this. Even as I sit here today talking to you, you know, there's a lot of anxiety. What's going to happen in the future, what's going to happen in the rest of 2023? What does 2024 looks like? And I know this is a question that a lot of people um, are leaning on their own understanding about what the future holds. So how does someone um, put their trust in God and have the faith to put the trust that God has the future in his hands? Good question. Yeah, I think a lot of it, you know, in my own journey, I'll I'll represent that because that's what I know the best is in the unknown, we are, this might not be the best word, but we're forced to decide whether we're going to trust God or not. Or perhaps you could say it different, to surrender to God, to his will, to his ways. Um, my wife once said, you know, it's unfortunate, but true we only get to see one scene of life at a time. We don't get to see the whole movie. And so I think, frankly, this is how God designed it. I mean, I don't think God's like withholding in some manipulative way from us, but but this is life. And so, yes, there's a lot of unknown. There's a lot of uncertainty. It's why why people look for leaders and they need leaders because leaders lead in the midst of uncertainty. They bring clarity in the midst of uncertainty. They um, they guide people along, even even though you don't have all the answers. And it's like Jesus ultimately can be that leader for us. And as we learn to follow him, I mean, those first disciples, and we write about this in the book, 
when they said yes to Jesus, I mean, they didn't really ultimately know what was going to happen and how life was going to unfold. I mean, they knew it was the right decision to follow Jesus and I'm all in, no turning back. It's like, there's a lot of unknown ahead. And that's always true. My wife and I have a son with special needs. And when that kind of came upon us in life when he was about two years old, and we discovered that, I mean, there's been unknown since that day. And every day, in some sense, there's an unknown aspect to it. And it's caused us and drawn us closer to God, uh, taught us to trust in a whole different way. And I think that's that's the essence of what God wants to do in our life. And it ties to purpose, too, because if you can trust in God in the unknown and every step of the way, he will guide you, um, not in your own understanding, but trust in the Lord. He will guide you into his understanding, his ways. And that's hard. I mean, we can say that. We can quote that. We can preach that. We can hear that at church. We can study all that. But it's like when you have to live it, it's not always easy. But that is the difficult journey that all of us must engage with. Yeah. And, and yeah, I mean, your your faith, purpose without faith is essentially, I mean, you can't really, I think the more you grow your faith in the Lord, the more you grow your trust and dependency, you're, you're able to cultivate the 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 fruit of the spirit in a way that helps you to understand that this is a journey process that discovering what you're made for is is not you figure it out once and you're done no i mean i look at my own life my goodness um first 10 years uh, was was television sports the next 15 years was a lead pastor uh, the next uh, uh 17 years uh, i've been in in higher education um, only God can take somebody on a journey like that from those roles. I could have easy, easily settled in and said, well, that's my career for forever, um, you know, uh, broadcast, and that's for the rest of my life. But again, my faith enabled me to discern, to listen, to um, learn in my relationship with God that I have to be open to his promptings, to his... Um, guidance to guidance to to what might be ahead, and then and it's it's it, when you acquiesce to that, and again it goes back to the 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 verse that Steve just mentioned, Proverbs three five through six. When you do trust in Him and in that faith building process, you are going to have to lean on uh, on Him. Not you can't try to figure everything out. And you've got to realize that he does have a plan. And if you'll trust him, he will direct your steps in, in the right time, in the right way, open up the doors. You may be in a role that you thought was going to be the greatest role in, in, in your life and you're going to be there forever. And because of your faith, you start to discern this is a change or you may get into a role and, and I'm tired of this. This is not what I want to do. God, you got to get me out of here. But you got it's all about your faith and trust. God knows what he's doing with your life. And that's sounds simple, but it is simple. You've just got to, you know, you have to trust him and, and wait on him. That's why your relational connection to, to, to Christ is so important. And that's why this book, I think, unlocks ways that, that we can do that to grow, to strengthen our ability to discern and recognize, wow, this is where God wants me to go. The other thing I might add on this is don't confuse role with calling. Make sure that you're always understanding God has a call on my life, but that call doesn't mean it's going to be a to a particular job 
for the rest of my life or a particular role for the rest of my life. It's when you step in a role. So I can tell you every three area, all three areas that I've worked in from sports to, to being a, a, a church pastor to being a university president, I've used many of the same, really the same gifts and skills and, and each one of those roles, they built my ability to be a better leader, to, to be a better communicator, all of that. And you look back, I can look back and I go, oh, now I know why I did that for those years. I know why I, I experienced that. And, and you know, you, you start to see the big picture. Don't ever shy away. There is a big picture of the way God wants to design you. And don't define a particular role or a def- a particular season as that's it and that's what you were made for no because he has so much more um my first book was was called this adventure called life and it is an adventure and just enjoy the adventure that that you know god has for you in this process of being more like him one thought just to add to this too so i think all of us have i know i do and i think this is human we all have questions. So there's like the universal life questions of, of why am I here and why do I exist and what's my purpose? And then there's like the seasonal questions I call them where it's like different seasons, different kinds of questions sort of emerge, you know, and we have these questions like, am I enough or do I have what it takes or do I have enough? You know, it's like security question or, you know, there's all different. And part of what I've learned and have to kind of relearn, I think sometimes is pay attention to those questions and try to remember and trust that that really God is is the answer or will bring you the answer to those questions, right? Am I am I worthy? Am I lovable? God says yes, right? Do I have enough? Well, depends on what who you ask, but no, God, God says yes, I'm enough, right? And and over and over. So what I'm saying is pay attention to the questions, the universal ones, the human ones. Yeah, those are important, but also the seasonal ones. Like what what things are bubbling up and what do I do with that? Why am I anxious? Why am I fearful? Why am I, you know, aching for purpose? Why do I not feel like I fit in this environment or community or job or, you know, and just pay attention to those. And I have just found that God ends up leading you through those, not always right away. It's not like he zaps you with the answer today, but it, it's like in the questions that maybe someone's lead other questions that he guides you through your journey. And again, he can be trusted. So you walk with him through that. Mm. Yeah, you guys touched on something great because um, I came out of, of school knowing that so I work in the aviation field. This is what I was going to do for the rest of my life, and that was it. But no, it wasn't. And it was really hard to really understand that. And uh, Dr. Engel, you, you said it right, that don't mix your role with the calling, because I thought my role was my calling, but my calling was something else. And to come to a realization of that and really trusting in God that, um, you know, being open that the fact that where you're in might not be where you're going to be in the next five or six years or whatever that looks like. But knowing that a season that you're in before, you needed to go through that in order to step into this new thing. Yeah. That's good. That's, and that's cool, powerful. Cameron. And yeah, yeah. It, it, it's significant part of, of the journey of discovering mm-hmm. uh, purpose. Mm-hmm. Oh, awesome. So as we kind of come to a close with this uh, podcast, 
Um, I really enjoy the format of this book, um, Made for More, and really the structure that you guys have uh, laid out in this book. Um, can you explain a little bit about the format to our listeners? And because uh, I feel like it's so unique from previous books that I've I've read. Yeah, I mean, one unique aspect of this book is that we've we've provided a a, a good structure process for for the reader. I mean, there's six chapters. Each chapter has seven sections with one reading per day. And and you'll see that each day has a different focus, but the whole week focuses on the same theme. So our hope is that the book won't be just something you read and forget about, you know, uh, three, four, six months later, but you would take a deep dive for, you know, six weeks, allow the truths and insights from the book to to really maybe permeate who you are and what you're becoming. And, and not only that, but encourage people to read through the book with others and even to meet together for a discipleship and, you know, in a, in a group setting on, on day five of each week, we actually call this community day. So, mm-hmm. so yeah, so we've kind of created a unique process that will help you in your, your uh, discipleship growth. Yeah, and the whole idea of rhythms, right? We're helping people read this book, yes, but we're helping, hopefully, people come to like get into a different rhythm. So like day one is called preparation, day two, study, day three, change, day four, action, day five, community, day six, focus, day seven, rest. I mean, you could you could dissect each of those words and talk about the importance that they have in the rhythm of a life. And so the book is designed kind of in that sort of vein, you would go through it if you did it every day, 42 days, which we've all read a book every day and not stopped, right? Never stopped halfway through. <laughs> but um, but it's designed to guide people really intentionally, um, you know, 10 to 20 minutes a day, depending on the day. And some of it is not just reading. Some of it includes things like meditation or resting or centering yourself in a verse or a text of the Bible, you know, but it's, it's formational in the way that we designed it, not just the content of it, but the method um, of how you go through it. So that's our hope. Awesome. So um, I guess two parts of this question, how can people get a copy of the book, but also uh, connect with you both and the work that you guys do? Yeah. I mean, they can go to Amazon or anywhere where they buy books. They can go to uh, KenAngle.com website. Uh, right, they sell you sell it on that website, yep. right? Yep. Yeah, yeah, we do. And Absolutely. Um, go to SEU. I think it's uh, SEU's uh, uh, website uh, has has link there too, and uh, yeah, so there's a variety of ways to connect. Awesome. And for those listening for on this podcast, if you go in the podcast description, all the links to um, purchase a copy of Made for More and connect with the Dr. Engel and Steve would be uh, provided in that. Um, so as we wrap up final words of encouragement to our listeners, yeah, never lose sight that God uses unqualified, imperfect, flawed people to be living an example of Christ to, to others. And he looks for, you know, all of us who are broken, but are humbly seeking to, you know, we want to be transformed so that we can truly live out that divine design that he has for us. And, uh, and because when we do that, uh, we're going to feel a good sense of significance and value. And I use this quote all the time, but uh, Frederick Beekner talks about the place where God calls you. And again, it's all about calling is the place where your deep gladness and the world's deep hunger come together, meet. And, and I think when you are in a journey like that, that's what you're going to get in terms of, you know, you're going to get a deep gladness, man. I'm doing, I'm, I'm doing what God made me for. That's good. And I like to tell people, 
to anybody who's listening, I'll tell you this, that you are pre-great, <laughs> okay? And that God, God wants to lead you into greatness. It may not be greatness like you define it, but it's greatness like he defines it. And it starts with being a servant. Um, and I think there's there's more ahead uh, for your pre-greatness to become greatness than you can possibly imagine. And if you would trust and lean into following Jesus and trusting his path, his way, his teachings, his mission, you will discover the dreams and God and designs that God has for your life. Mm. Well, awesome. Well, thank you so much for really writing this book. It's been a joy going through it myself and I've really enjoyed this conversation and I've learned a lot myself through you guys uh, speaking with you guys. Um, and thank you for um, taking the time out of your busy schedules to uh, be on the podcast. Yeah, great privilege and thank you for the invite. Yeah, thanks a bunch, Cameron. It's been a lot of fun to talk. All right, well, thank you so much. Well, we thank you for tuning in to Navigation and Discovery with Cameron Singh. If you would like to find more about the Made for More book, you can go into the podcast description on whichever platform you're listening on and find out more. And also, you can purchase your copy. Also, if you want to subscribe, subscribe to this podcast to receive a notification when the next episode goes live. And also, take some time to review some of the previous episodes. We've had some amazing uh, uh, We've had some amazing guests on since launching this podcast earlier in the year and uh, hope that this podcast is adding value to your life wherever you're at in your journey. Also, if you have not yet grabbed a copy of my book, Navigation and Discovery, feel free to go to CameronSingh.com and find out more about the book and also the different formats that are available for purchase on my website CameronSing.com. also please share anything that you would like to see on this podcast you can send me an email singcameron at gmail.com or go to my website and uh, you'll see my email on there and um, thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of navigation and discovery with Cameron Singh and don't forget to subscribe and leave a review thank you again